0: Today, I am excited to bring to the program the incredibly wise Amy Riley. Amy, I am so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for joining the program. I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to talking with you, Barbara. Yeah, me. I'm looking forward to speaking with you as well. You know, we, gosh, when did we meet? Like five months ago? Has it even been that that long? Five months ago or four months ago and now you and I see each other like almost everywhere which is awesome <laughs> because you know I totally enjoy your company and, and love being around you um, but I think we met um, when someone said when Sarah said oh I have someone for your conference and, <laughs> um, and I think that's how we met wasn't it I think that was it
1: yes Yes, yeah, and, and then immediately, we're doing things together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all over. So yeah, so it's it's been a short time of friendship, but great to know you, and I'm so happy to have you with the program today so you can share a lot of your knowledge because I know you have a lot of um, deep experience and a lot of things to share that I think are important today and for the future as well. So looking forward to um, listening to all of your wisdom today. Uh, But let me just give the listeners a little bit more of information about you. Um, So I know you are really focused on, you know, exceptional leaders. Um, You know, you have this keen understanding that that people want to follow leaders and leaders need to understand what it means to have followers and how to build that followership. Um, So you are an international speaker. You're a leadership consultant. You're an author. And you have a book coming out soon. So the courage of a leader, how to inspire, engage, and get extraordinary results. Yeah. So those are really exciting things coming down the pipeline. And just, you know, I know you've got some not only the wisdom, but you have some really practical applications for things that people can do to be successful. And, and hoping that's what we can touch on some of those things today. Her. So why don't you Give us, you know, in a nutshell, uh, a little bit more about you on things that maybe I didn't touch on that you want us to know about you.
1: Okay, great. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a ways, but I'm not going to cover everything. So oh, just kind of cover the highlights, right? Because <laughs> I okay, thought yeah. it might scare you when I say my <laughs> undergraduate degree. Oh my I do think I do think that's interesting. My undergraduate degree was actually called French Commercial Studies. And what that meant is that I took all the business curriculum, including international business, and I took every French course that the University of Illinois offered. And I was just trying to get my foot in the door of global companies. And I didn't find this world of learning and development uh, until a couple of years later, I was working for a company that used non-trainers to facilitate some of their core curriculum And they were also doing a field reorganization, reorganizing their sales and service folks. And I loved facilitating the training. And I had all these questions during the reorganization meetings about how are we going to handle this for people? How are we going to transfer territories and the knowledge? How are we going to train these folks? Some of them are independent contractors. What does that mean? What can we do? So the gal who was the corporate trainer at the time and was leading this large-scale change initiative, she took me out to lunch and she says, Amy, I've been watching you. And I hear what you're asking about. I think you want my job. And I said, I said, I think I do. And so that started me on the leadership and development path. I got my master's in training and development. With an emphasis in organization development and when she left I did put in for her job and got it and it was a really exciting time I was about halfway through my master's curriculum then so I was able to like immediately apply and then I thought ah, oh, I found my place in the world right it's it's training and development but then I realized there's folks that focus on instructional design, instructional design for online, uh, just presentation skills training, right? There's so many options inside of that. And it took me a couple of l leadership roles and then starting my own business and realizing that my niche was leadership development, that I really enjoy developing leaders at all levels.
0: Great, that's outstanding. You know, it's interesting, <clears throat> I didn't realize we had similarities in our um, university experience because my ah. undergraduate was international li- relations and in economics and commerce with a French minor. So, oh. <laughs> but don't ask me to speak French now. We can do the I'm rest French. of the interview in French. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <De> rien, no. <laughs> uh, that's all I remember. No, but anyways, and that's fantastic. So you, and again, you know, we have a lot of similarities in our background and in in developing leaders and focusing on leadership, so I'm always really excited yeah. to to speak with you. So, you know, you're um, you're an accomplished uh, professional, an accomplished woman um, in the leadership world. Um, tell us a little bit about your gifts and how you support your clients.
1: Oh, good. I like this question about gifts. I think we all have gifts to bring in our leadership. And the strengths that I bring are around listening, facilitating, speaking, consulting, leading people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I think that my skills can truly have a difference with leaders because of a belief that I hold. And that belief is that one size fits one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's this... Uh, one size fits everybody in terms of leadership and leadership development. Uh, effective, powerful leaders can look so many different ways, right? You can you know, quietly bring that calm and compassion to every interaction, right? You can bring foster innovation in every interaction. You can be that charismatic leader that's saying, "We are going up this mountain," and <laughs> and, and and you get a bunch of people to follow you. But I think. Leadership can look so many different ways, so with that belief in mind, I think that I get further with, with, my, with my skills in making a difference to each individual leader um, or the, the leaders I see in audiences or uh, training programs
0: absolutely all truth all through there is no one size fits all when it comes to leadership development and um, so that's a really great thought when you think about it because everyone comes from such a depth of human experience and no one has the same human experience so it's there's no way one program will ever fit every leader Um, yeah so, so you also you know these days oh my gosh from the time we met till today life has completely flipped around for us that's for darn sure totally yeah and based on this unique uh environment that we're in right now, what advice and counsel do you have for leaders
1: yeah that's that's a really great great question um of two things to say about it one is one is kind of like I'd say that the same things that have always been important about leadership are important right they're just they're just being highlighted uh in a different way um I like think these circumstances are having us see the deficiencies and the strengths in the leaders around us. But to offer something specific, what I keep coming to is a practice of self-awareness. Mm, sure. I think it's, it's a foundation for authentic leadership, right? Really being who we are and bringing our unique gifts to bear in every interaction project team that we're a part of it's also a foundation for emotional intelligence and being able to choose knowing what's going on with us so we can choose how do we want to respond in a situation how do we want to interact with others to have it be most effective and i also think it's some straightforward advice for right now because there's a lot of resources and ideas coming at us and i think many leaders are overwhelmed by their work life or their home life, or managing both of these inside of the same four walls. Yeah. We need something simple. And I think if we can just check in with ourselves a few times a day, how am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? You know, and label our emotions, right? So that there's a little bit of distance, not like I'm a stressed out, overwhelmed person, but I'm yeah. feeling stressed out. I'm feeling overwhelmed in this moment. What do I, what do I want to choose to do about that? Sure. Engaging in some activities that maybe, um, up our energy. I'm playing more music throughout the day than I used to Barbara. Just to, yeah. <laughs> like, I need yeah. something. I need a little, yeah. I need a little pick me up. Cause there's, yeah, there's, there's real distressing stuff going right. on these
0: days. A lot of music, a lot of walks. Um, you know, but when you go back to leadership and in, in during these unique times, it's really interesting. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you used to listen to leaders speak, they were always talking about earnings and quarterly earnings and profit and loss statements. And it's been just beautifully quiet because I think leaders now are so focused um, on what they should be focused on all the time, which is, you know, focusing on their employees. How do you. Um, rapidly advance and accelerate maybe certain projects within their business so that they can compete differently. So it's been a really interesting time and almost a real beautiful time yeah. for them to do a lot of the things that you're talking about right now, because there seems to be a lot less pressure on quote quarterly earnings and more yeah. focus on let's let's figure this out together, yeah, um, so that we can survive and advance um, our business.
1: I I love what you're saying. Like we get to focus on each other and we are actually literally inviting each other into our homes, right? This is the corner of my bedroom (laughs) because there are, (laughs) there's kids and a spouse and we're spread out throughout the house doing our working and schooling from home. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's a unique opportunity to connect with each other as humans. Like how are you doing? Yep. Right. How's it going living by yourself or living with that three year old and that five year old at home while you're trying to get some work done? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a great time to really give each other attention, um, which should be a big which should be a big part of leadership. Always,
0: always. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, if you think back to the, the 80s, the 70s, the 80s and the early 90s. You used to hear from leaders all the time, you leave your personal stuff at the door. When you walk in the door, it's all business. And it used to drive me nuts because I would never understand how you can just drop your personal life and walk in the door. Well, it used to be now we had phones, so we'd bring our personal life with us through our our mobile devices. But now, as you said, we're all within our homes. So now we're seeing kids and interruptions and dogs are barking and the the doorbell is going off. So we've gotten really... um, personal, yeah. in a really accepting way to say, hey, this is how we live. And this is it. So uh, it's going to have some impact on leadership and how leaders relate to people. I think that you're right. We it's that whole we now understand relationships in a whole different way, don't we?
1: Yes. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the full impact.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's great, though. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit. So leadership, how do you define leadership?
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think a core belief here for me is that we're all leaders, mm-hmm. right? We're all leaders in our lives, and whether we have a manager or a leader title specifically, uh, yeah. Again, I believe we're all leaders, and we can all show up. and I think leadership is about knowing what our unique gifts are, mm-hmm. and then paying attention to sure. the circumstances and the situations that we're in. And how can I bring my gifts, my leadership, to have a positive, intentional impact on what's going on? That's,
0: That's a broad a, definition. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. You know, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm really, I'm thinking about influences. You know, as leaders, we have influences. And I think that as people, we have experiences that influence how we believe in ourselves and and how it impacts how we lead others. And I know, I know, like I'm a marathon finisher and preparing for a marathon and finishing it has had tremendous impact on how I see myself, considering the fact I did it in my fifties and I didn't run up till that point, I hated running, but to do something that you never thought you could do. um, And I know you're an Ironman finisher, which like, that is insane. <laughs> um, that's like a marathon person on steroids, and that's just incredible. It's such a huge accomplishment. There's a lot that you learned preparing for and competing, and I know you had a lot of struggles <laughs> finally to <Yes>. get to the <laughs> finisher line. Yes. How have those experiences influenced how you look at yourself as a leader or how you lead others?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking, Barbara. And yeah, I know you've heard my. Iron Man finisher story, and I love telling that story not just because it has a happy ending, but yeah. also because it has the struggles and the failures uh, along the way and yeah and it's it's not that um I want it to be an inspiring story for folks because I'm not an elite athlete but I mean, i'm a I'm a regular middle of the pack. <laughs> marathoner, right? And when I signed up for Ironman, I, I hadn't done any swimming, I hadn't done any cycling. Uh, so I like sharing that you, you can do yep. more than you think that you can do. Yep. And, and what did that, you know, how has it shaped me, impacted me? I think a lot of around resilience. I think of myself, Barbara, as a pretty detailed, oriented person, good at logistics, good at organization. And that Ironman training really stretched me in those areas. You know, and somewhere where I thought I was pretty above average and I'd show up to the gym to cycle and I didn't have my cycling shoes, right? Or you go to get dressed for the rest of the day, you have no socks Yeah. and, you know, you just, you figure it out. I and mean, cause sometimes I didn't have time to loop back home. Right. So what do I do instead? Do I do my cycling workout on a different kind of bike? Do I run more today and shift the cycling workout till later? Like you just, like you figure it out and your definition of what is truly a problem shifts, right? Like this is, this is not a problem. We can, there's other options. And also, so resilience and that creative thinking, right? Okay. So here's what is. Now, what am I going to do? What are the options? Let's yeah. start exploring.
0: Yep. So a lot of um, problem solving, you know, or shifting, <laughs> you know, yeah, not getting freaked out because you have to shift something, which I think is a really important quality for all leaders because they face having to shift all the time. Um, and those a lot that, of shifting, pivoting going on right now. Yeah, all the time. if you And if they can't, um, those are the leaders that won't survive this. That's for sure. For sure. So what's a quality that you see in, all leaders that you believe makes them amazing successful leaders
1: hmm yeah i would i would think because of my belief that everybody has gifts and everybody has their own leadership style and um their own purpose uh to step into i i think i'm i'm impressed i think it's effective when people have declared that for themselves, they know what their gifts are, they know what they're committed to in terms of their leadership, right, they're, they're, I call it a leadership legacy, right, Mm -hmm. like, what is, what is the aspiration of what you want to create, or how you want to be known, the kind of impact that you want to have everywhere that you show up, and when you're committed to that bigger picture purpose, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're, you're not falling victim to your own ego, or you're getting over those normal human considerations and acting, acting bigger than yourself and really making that difference that you've said that you want to make in the world.
0: It seems like ego seems to be a big stumbling block uh, for a lot of leaders. And, and you, I mean, you have to have some ego <laughs> be willing to take on some of these roles that um, you take on. What are some of the ways that you help leaders see their egos maybe getting in the way. Have you, I'm sure you've dealt with that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one is talking about that balance between confidence and humility, mm-hmm. I right? And um, and also talking about if you truly want to get others' engagement and commitment and the follower followership and involvement that you need in order to make your ideas happen, you need to appeal to both people's heads. And their hearts
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a clear and compelling message can appeal to people's heads right what are you up to why are you up to it you know people can get that at yeah. a at a mental level but how are you gonna get their heart and their passion you, can, you need to show some vulnerability yeah. right and if we're willing to show vulnerability that starts to scoot that ego <laughs> Out of there, like if we're willing to say, "Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Here's where I need your help." That's going to engage people, and that that has the leader doing and and saying and engaging in the ways that he or she need to in order to make that bigger picture purpose happen. Yeah.
0: So, do you think that leaders, because we hear the word vulnerability, and it used to be that word um, often. Well, often it represents weakness. Yeah. And, and leaders don't like to be weak. Uh, but are you finding that leaders are really coming to understand that vulnerability is a, uh, a, a powerful skill to have?
1: I am. I, and and I, I find this really reassuring. Um, as I'm in the process of writing The Courage of a Leader book, I've been interviewing executives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, C-level folks, founders, presidents, executive directors. And with every single one of them, Barbara, because I've checked, they've all mentioned one or two ways that they show vulnerability. They might not have called it vulnerability, but they talked about admitting to their mistakes. They talked about saying, I don't know how we're going to get there, people, but this is, this is what we're up to, and I need your best ideas, and I need your best work. They all mentioned ways of showing vulnerability, because it's not just vulnerability for vulnerability's sake. I just don't show up and tell you all of my childhood drama no but it's about yeah how do how do we show up authentically in the moment what what can we add into the situation and show up as our full authentic human selves
0: yeah the human right that human self absolutely so you've spoken to a lot of leaders obviously you've worked in leadership for a long time in in the industry and discipline of leadership Is there a leader that you admire above all others?
1: Yeah, this is a great question. And um, I I get it a lot. And it's, it's honestly, it's a hard one for me because I do have this belief that leadership can look so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I admire this one for these reasons, this one for these reasons. (laughs) Um, If you made me choose. (laughs) Uh, who comes to mind is um, Chuck Robbins. He is the CEO of Cisco Systems right now. Um, and I've had the opportunity to work with leaders uh, throughout Cisco um, for s- several years now. And Cisco's going through a transition from hardware, you know, we're, we're selling yeah. products, pieces, right, to uh, software, yeah. right, and services and reoccurring revenues, so i mean that is a giant organization and to make that transformation in not only what we're selling but all of the internal processes and business models and all of that has needed to transform and to see him you know stand in front of cisco employees and say here's what we know here's what we can ground ourselves in and to talk about guiding principles and behaviors that are important um and to also say Here's what we don't know. Right. Here's what we're in the process of figuring out. And I'm confident we have got really super smart people uh, that work here and we'll figure it out. Uh, But he was very, I've seen him be very transparent uh, in in front of his company's employees. And that to me has been uh, inspiring.
0: Oh, it's very really, relatable yeah it is and it really engages employees to want to provide that uh discretionary effort you know that they make choices about every day so I, I think that's that's a really good example of a great leader you know i was talking to someone the other day and someone brought up abe lincoln and the reason ah. they talked about abe lincoln was because as a leader when he filled his cabinet he filled his cabinet with everyone that you could consider either a naysayer to him, or an adversary, or someone who didn't like him. So oh, he survived. Isn't that amazing? So powerful, wow. yeah. What an incredible leadership move, and what a sense of confidence um, in his ability to to understand the power of these folks um, in in making things move forward. And I just thought that was a really good example. And when you talk about, you know, the the leader. Of Cisco there is that element of you know being really open and honest but what you need to do and understand that you're gonna have naysayers but say hey if we want to move forward we need all of you right we really need all of you so that's a really great example thank you for sharing that
1: yeah yeah I love your example about Abe Lincoln because I'm a believer in strengths-based leadership yeah. right so th- th- you know this is the strengths that this leader brings and when you <laughs> surround yourself with complementary strengths mm-hmm. Wow that leadership team has impact.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, What advice do you have for up and coming leaders? Ah,
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It's actually a question that I ask the executives that I've been interviewing for the book and I've gotten a a number of great answers. Uh, So I guess it's my turn to answer. (laughs) I would say for emerging leaders, declare your leadership legacy. I decide what is this bigger picture purpose that you are fulfilling um, and relate to it like, you know, this is a legacy that I can continually create and leave behind. And you know, some might think, you know, why do that early in your career? Wait, get some experience, you know, and then see what is your unique purpose or your legacy. But I say declare it as soon as possible. And if it's not quite right, that's fine. You'll right. tweak it, but it will have you living into it in a big way fully. And then you'll more quickly be able to see this part is working. This part's not quite right. I need right. to shift exactly. you know, I need to shift how this shows up and you'll be playing a bigger game and learning
0: more swiftly. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a great, I love that um, because I think you're right. People do say, wait. Or I think other leaders tell them, wait. Um, but there's no reason to wait because some of the greatest leaders have stepped into very unknown situations and been amazing leaders. You just don't know. So why wait, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. I mean, you can
1: explore different yeah. situations, different, different um, types of companies, industries, different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, I mean, I think our leadership legacy transcends Mm-hmm. all of those different circumstances.
0: Absolutely. That makes Absolutely.
1: sense, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we've covered a lot of ground on leadership and a really you, you shared a lot of really great tips and great ideas and, and wonderful thoughts about influences on leaders and for leaders to apply. Is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you think is important for us to talk about right now?
1: Great question. Uh, yeah, so there is one other thing that I would like to mention, and it's another it's another belief. Um, those of us in the leadership development world, we probably know the phrase "strat culture eats strategy for breakfast," uh-huh. made made well known by Peter Drucker. Yeah. Uh, well, the another phrase that I would like to be well known is "belief eats behavior yeah. for breakfast," and I, you know, I think sometimes, as leaders, we think that we've got to have this complex set of interpersonal behaviors mastered before we can go and deliver a tough message or take on a new business model and lead people in a new direction um, but i I think we get a better return on our efforts if we're focusing on our beliefs more than our behaviors, yep. right If I'm going into a tough conversation and I think he's not going to want to hear this. This is going to be hard. Right? I don't want to do this. I don't know how this is going to go. You know, if I start with all of those disempowering beliefs, mm-hmm. if I'm trying to exhibit the exact right behaviors, sure. It's it's not going to come through powerfully. Right. But if I do some belief work and I can come to, oh my gosh, he has a lot of experience. He's dealt with messages like this before. He has skills to handle this. I have skills to handle this. We have common ground, right? We're going to be able to work through this. Yeah. And if we can just take that time, some, sometimes it can come pretty quick. Sometimes we need to do some more work and reflection. But if we can come with the more empowering, positive, common ground beliefs. Mm-hmm. they we're going to get a lot further. And if I don't do it, and if a leader doesn't do it exactly perfectly, but they're coming from that empowering mindset, it, it's going to work, <laughs> right? Even if, if if we don't do it exactly perfectly. So I like belief, belief eats behavior for breakfast.
0: Love it. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Well, Amy, this has been Very just interesting and educational um, and and eye-opening conversation. So thank you for sharing your experience and knowledge with all of us today. I really appreciate it. Um, How how would people want to, if they want to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Oh, that's great. Um,
1: The website is courageofaleader.com. And if you're interested in being notified when the book is available, you can go to the products page right at the top is a click here button, just put in your name and email address and you'll be notified when the courage of a leader book is available.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, the best to you on writing your book and your future book launch. And I know I'm looking forward to getting my copy and reading it. And um, yeah, so thank you for everything today. Do you have any final thoughts for us?
1: Thank you, Barbara, thank you for putting on your podcast so that we can share information with a broader audience, and this time went by so quickly, thank you for (laughs) your insights, it's always fun talking to uh, like-minded folks.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree, I agree, well, Amy, thank you again, and um, yeah, and you have a a wonderful day.
1: Thank you, you too, Barbara.